Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom Heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas. And today I wanted to, I'm going to do a couple of things, but the first thing I want to do is um, obviously welcome you guys back. Um, it has been a while since I've, I've posted a new episode and I wanted to uh, come on today to one, I got to give a big happy birthday shout out to my father. So Ricky Lane Thomas Sr., he turned 70 years old on November 2nd. And my family and I had a chance to celebrate him along with his best friend uh, going back to early years in Highland Park, Michigan, uh, Michael Poole. So happy birthday to you too, sir. Um, he has been like an uncle to our family, to, to our, my brother and my sisters. Uh, he's my older sister, Sunita. We call her Shawnee. Her, that's uh, her godfather. But he's been um, like a godfather to all of us. So uh, to my dad, you know, I I love to see him. He was happy. He was excited, um, and it was great to just take time out to celebrate him. Uh, he had all of his children and grandchildren there. Um, so I know he was just, his heart was full and it made me feel good to, to see my siblings and I be able to, uh, pull something like that together for him along with, um, Michael Poole's family. So just grateful for that. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my dad and, and, um, you know, just again, 70 years, you know, nowadays that's something that is not seen a lot, um, and and you should celebrate your parents, but just to have the opportunity to celebrate him in this way, you know, is a great thing. So, um, again, happy birthday, Dad. This year is going to continue to be a great year for you. Um, and I just look forward to you just enjoying this time of your life with your family and, and friends and, and just um, just looking back over everything that you're still here. You're still important to all of us. And we love you. I love you. So. Uh, with that, um, this episode is, I called it come as you are. And I know that a lot of people that have been involved in church, um, they've heard that phrase used quite a bit and come as you are is, I think has been abused to a degree, but I, I think it's important. And I say it's important right now because if we look at, and, and I don't have statistics in front of me, but I know because I've seen it firsthand and I've, I've continued to hear it. I have seen some things about it, but, uh, from other, from other churches, but we have a lot of churches who have membership that is way down right now since the pandemic has hit. Um, people have chosen to go, I will say not run from the church, but I think there's been a lack of, there's been a lack of going back to church and, and there's different, there's varying um, opinions about that. 
come as you are for me and then what I want to speak about with this episode is not coming back to church. Um, I think there's going to be a time that if you truly get a relationship with and you have an establish a relationship with Christ, there's going to be a desire to worship with like minded people and wherever that is. You know, whatever building, whatever location, you know, churches is, um, you know, it's definitely important. But the first thing you got to be able to do is have that relationship. So come as you are is really something that I looked at even in the past because you always I used to hear that all the time. You know, you hear like people at church will say, you know, just come as you are, come as you are, you know, and because people who are not a part of church. They don't go, they didn't go to church regularly, maybe never even stepped into church um, or because of things that they've done in their life or the way they've lived their life, there was shame about stepping into the church house. And so people would always say, come as you are, because come as you are, is not really the phrase itself is not in the Bible, but there are different scriptures out there that, 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 you know, reference that. Uh, but come as you are to me is, you don't have to be perfect to come to Christ, to come to God, to give your life to him. And I think that's where the the big misconception to everything has been. For me, come as you are is I don't care about where I'm at. I know that there is there is a higher power out there. I know that there's there. I need to change. I need to do something different. And maybe you have had a relationship in the past and you feel like you've, you know, uh, fallen off a little bit. And maybe it's a situation where you've always believed and have faith, but you know that your life didn't necessarily outline or didn't necessarily pattern itself after uh, what was what what's assumed you're supposed to be as as a, a follower of Christ. Because I don't want to say what's assumed, because, again, relationship, when you have relationship with God, there's no need for religion. And we get so caught up in religion. We get so caught up in views. And I say we because, you know, I've had to catch myself. You know, how many times do you go to a church? And, and, And again, there's nothing wrong with showing honor and respect. But, you know, churches have a, a dress code. You have to dress a certain way to come to church. That isn't biblical. That is a that is something that man made. Again, if the pastor wants wants you to wear wants to wear a suit and he feels like he needs to wear a suit and all of the stuff, that's 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 them. But to expect everybody to do so, everybody has to dress a certain way. Again, there's a way to show respect and tact for coming to church. Um, but the whole point is to gain souls, to get people saved. And so when we talk about come as you are, um, we, we really have to, we really have to step back and say, is that really the expectation for people to come as they are? Is that what we really mean? And, and I ask that question because I think there's a contradiction and sometimes there's um, some hypocritical people and hypocritical 
uh, doctrine that's out there that will tell you that you have to look, you have to act, you have to be a certain way before you can get to the point of or, or have a relationship with Christ. And that is false. My whole point, this is even I tell my kids this. God doesn't need you to come to him perfect because if you're perfect, then you don't need God. Right. God knows everything that you've done. He created you. He already knows what your ending is going to be. The The key is to have relationship with him so that you can walk in, in the purpose that you were created to walk in. Thus being an heir, you know, once you commit your life to Christ. And I think people have more so committed their lives to church. They've committed their lives to doctrines. They've committed their lives to um, a man or, or woman of God and, and kind of have pushed God away from the relationship with Christ and with God have pushed that away from being the center of, of your existence to all these other things. And I think that's why people from and, th- and these are my opinions. I think this is why people are turned off. I think people get turned off from church. People get turned off from religion. People get turned off from pastors. They get turned off from people who are considered church people, um, you know, Bible thumpers and and people who are, you know, they have zeal for for Christ. And, and you we all should. But we should never have to condemn somebody who is ignorant to the ways of Christ. They don't understand what it is or they're they're truly curious about it. And sometimes we don't even realize that our daily lives, which they should be at all points, but at all times, but our daily lives, the way we live, if we say that we are followers of Christ, that we are believers, that we are people of faith, our lives should reflect that. Now, doesn't mean that you are perfect. We don't have flaws and things that we are continuously working out. That's with our walk with God. But you can't say that everybody has to think and act and do the same thing when they come to Christ, because if that was the case, then most of us, I would probably say 100 percent of us probably would have wouldn't have made it if, if those were the prerequisite. I can't even speak. If those were the prerequisites to coming to Christ and having a relationship with Christ and for Christ to accept you as his child, you know, you have to be perfect. You have to, to stop doing this and stop doing that. Now the difference with come as you are, is you may walk in one way. You may start your relationship with Christ. And truly, if you're putting the effort in, it's going to be, you know, this way, but through building that relationship, through reading his word, through your own understanding, through having people who are who you trust, who you believe in and, and you have faith in, you have relationship with that you allow to allow them to hold you accountable. And you, you know, and they're walking you through this process. They're there with you through your walk to help you. Again, they can't make the walk for you, but to help you. When you have all those things there, there should be a change. Sometimes it's not, you know, people think when they go down, even when they get baptized, like they come up and it's an immediate thing. 
you know, that 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 something's going to get stirred up and, you know, you're just going to stop doing the stuff that you've been doing for years. You know, you're going to think differently. Do and, and, and again, it takes a while. It's like losing weight. You didn't put on the pounds over, you know, that you put on within a few weeks, months. Most of it has been developed over time. Fat doesn't just grow overnight. And the same way that fat doesn't grow overnight, doesn't develop overnight um, to be what it is, you know, in this current form, whatever fat that you may have in your body, it doesn't come off the same way. Unless you do have surgery, something that's, you know, something that is not natural to to remove it. So knowing that understanding is it's the same way with things in your life that don't line up with God's word. But it's it's taking time to have someone who you can trust to walk you through God's word. But also the effort that you take to have that relationship with God so that, you know, what God's plan and purpose is for your life because nobody can just tell you that you've got to, you've got to hear that you can have people prophesy to you. And even then you've got to hear the call from God, whatever that is, whatever he, wherever he's going to drive you. And I do believe that God will put people in your life um, to help you get to that path or help you to, to, to stay in the direction that you need to go in. He, he will definitely do that. But, come as you are is, is, is more than just come as you are to a church building. It is come as you are to Christ. Don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about, I messed up. Don't worry about why I came last week, you know, or I say came last week, meaning from church or to church, but you know, I I made this commitment to God and I, I messed up. See, some of us, a lot of us do it. We, we make a commitment to God. We're, like, we're going to get our lives together. And God, I'm a, you know, I promise you I'm going to do right. If you get me through this, you know, I'm going I'm to do it. You know, and everybody, I'm going to go to church. I'm praying. And then we get back into our daily lives. And, you know, those things that that we know we need to get away from, we struggle with it. And then we we feel some kind of shame or guilt. And then we don't follow through with what we said we we're going to do and we give up we stop and the problem with that is is that you feel condemned or people will try to condemn you for you know well I thought you was turning your life around and I've seen that so many times you know people will make a public declaration you know even on Facebook people make a public declaration like declaration like I'm changing my life you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get my life better I'm, I'm focusing on that especially when it's the end of the year it's like, man, I'm, you know, I got thank you for making it through this year. You know, this next year, when we get to this next year, you know, this new calendar year, we flip over, we get here. I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to do this, 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 this and this. And, you know, we start off the year with good intentions. I'm going to go back to, you know, our health. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm gonna, My New Year's resolution is this, this, this and this. And the thing about it is. You can't have a resolution without having resolved something and and it and it has to happen a change of a calendar year doesn't resolve anything. It doesn't start anything over your life doesn't do a reset when the calendar year changes. So the choice you have to make is now now if you decide to delay it, that's fine. God is always going to be there. but you don't have to wait for that. you don't have to wait to change. 
and 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 you know decide like I'm gonna just finish out this year because honestly we don't know what our tomorrow is and people can go back through so many we can see so many people healthy people wealthy people all these different folks and their lives in for different reasons you know tomorrow you hear people say tomorrow's never promised tomorrow's never promised i hear it in church you know when when you know somebody wants to when a pastor is is doing a call to an altar call you know and, and a lot of times i say tomorrow's never promised get your life right today you know the door the doors of the church are open get your lives right get your lives right now and that is true cuz you never know People have gone to go to sleep perfectly fine and they don't wake up the next day. So, you know, there there doesn't need to be a delay. Make your mind up and just do it. And if you fall off, get back on, do it again and keep going and keep going. And, and you can't worry about other people because there are there are people that are in the church that are well versed in everything. And I've said it before. They know every Bible, Bible scripture. Uh, front words and backwards you know every book of the bible they can tell you where this is located where where you know what verses where, where this verse is and they, they know all of that stuff they are very very knowledgeable about the bible but their lives don't reflect it there's no there's no real react or no real um evidence that god's word is working in their lives and don't be fooled by people having money and people saying that, you know, they, they, God gave them cause I mean, God will bless you. And everybody knows that, you know, God is, is blessing you. We're blessed every day you get up, you know, you're above ground, you're blessed. And you'll hear people say the devil can bless you too. So don't get caught up in certain things. Come as you are, come as you are, where you are right now, make up your mind. If you know you haven't been living right, don't wait and say, all right, I'm going I'm to start tomorrow. I'm going to start, you know, and, and next week, you know, I got some coming up and, you know, I know I'm going to be doing something that may not necessarily be a reflection of, of, a, of a kingdom person, not a reflection of an heir. So I'm going to hold off on this. I'm going to hold off on that. No, just come as you are. Just start now. Like, God, I'm giving my life over to you. You know, I, I give I'm giving myself away to you. I want to be used by you, Lord, not by man. I want to make sure that when I leave this place called Earth, that I am truly, truly, truly covered. And I'm going to go somewhere where I can worship you for eternity because there there is an alternative. And again, I've stated this so many times. I would rather worship God and be wrong about heaven and hell than to not give my life and worship God and denounce him or just live any kind of way and then expect and then turn to find out there is a heaven and hell and I'm in the wrong place. <clears throat> because that's really not... Um, that's not an option for me. That's not an option for me at all. That's not an option I want for my family. It's not an option I want for any of us. <clears throat> so it's just, 
it, it, it's knowing it's knowing that at the end of the day, I'm not perfect, but God will perfect perfect me in my life and my living. And, and, and if I allow him in, if I allow uh, if I allow him in. Just like relationships that you have. If you allow, if you open yourself up and you allow people to influence you, you've allowed them to influence you. You you gave them access to you. If you if you allow people to tell you that you're not um, that you're not handsome, you're not pretty, that your body is not right, or you know something's wrong with the features, or you know this or that, and you decide to take that in and and you ingest that in your spirit, well, guess what? now you're 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 living for other people you're allowing other people to dictate how your life is going to be lived what is beautiful you allow people to tell you what rich is what what rich and wealthy is you allow the people to basically guide you in a direction that god may not want you to go in and nine times out of ten it's probably not a direction that god wants you to go in you know and it's interesting because i just had a i had a conversation with somebody um most recently and I can tell that over the over their lifetime they've allowed people to speak into their lives uh, without really understanding how much that was ingrained ingrained into their subconscious and and now they're trying to go back and reprogram themselves uh, to to be somebody that God didn't create them to be from the physical stature of, of what they are. And it was, it was interesting, but it was, it was sort of to me sort of sad at the same time because this person didn't like their physical features of where they are right now. And they wanted to change different aspects of about themselves and it was just sad because, again, society has, you know, dictated what this person or dictated that this or let this person make this person feel like they are they're ugly. They're not attractive. And and it's the sad that it's sad. But then you think about, again, come as you are. There are people that are with that are supposed to be within the body of Christ who will make somebody feel like they're not worthy of Christ because of how they act, what they've done, what they're wearing. I mean, let's just be honest. God loves the stripper. He loves the gangbanger. He loves, you know, the prostitute. He loves God loves all of them. He doesn't like the, the lifestyle that they lead. But he loves them. And so God will work with those people. I mean, there's and it amazes me because people forget that there were different levels of people who walked with Christ. None of them were perfect. All of them had a past. But yet when some of us get get a little revelation and we we want to point our nose down at people who are in the world who maybe, you know, have different vices going on, alcoholics, this, that, or the other. And and people forget, like, you know, what they were before they got saved, who they were before they got saved. People forget that. 
And it's it's crazy because you see it more and more now. And that's why people are. And, and that's why I, I think that's why there is always um, a big push against churches or when you see uh, somebody within the church who gets caught up in scandal or you see somebody um, who claims or who says that they are a person of faith and you see them, you know, do something that isn't, you know, isn't right. Um, or where, where most people would think I wouldn't think a person from church would do that. That's why that's why preachers, kids and families, that's why they, they're under so much scrutiny. That's why they are. People expect them to be perfect. They, they expect them to live perfect lives like preacher kids you know you can't do nothing wrong you can't say this you can't watch this like why are preachers kids watching certain things on tv you know and basically just putting them in all kinds of of you know you put them on these platforms and expect them to be perfect but you hold them to a certain level of accountability but you don't hold your own kids or your own self to that level of accountability and and these are people who are believers and it's funny. That's why a lot of if you ever if you ever have a chance to talk to a, a PK, is what they call them, a preacher's kid, you know, they'll tell you. Like it, it makes them it turns them off because, you know, they get their nose turned. I mean, people turn their noses down at them as soon as they do something wrong. It's like, oh, well, you did this. But but when, you know, somebody who's not a PK, when they do something wrong, you know, it's like, well it's a different standard that's not what that's not what it's supposed to be about now there are people who you should have as accountability partners there are people that you should have enough respect for that what they're when they when they talk to you and 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 they try to guide you again not to persuade you or not try to take their their relationship with Christ and push it on you, but more so when they try to just get you to, to, to seek Christ for everything for answers. And they try to get you to build those relationships. Those are the ones that you want to focus on. And there are going to be a lot of people that's going to persuade you to say you're different. You're this, you're that, you know, you're not the same person. Well, I'm not supposed to be the same person. I don't think I'm, you know, people say you think you're better than me now because you know, you don't do some of the things that, that you used to do. You don't say some of the things you used to say. You're not in the same places that that you used to go to all the time. Why is that? Why are you, you know, you make me feel different. And people are going to feel uncomfortable around you. To this day, you know, I, I, I was, you know, it's been, I forgot now, it's been about six or seven years now, I guess, are coming up on about that long. Now, I was ordained as a deacon. Um, but it doesn't, but people, you know, people come to me and like, oh man, I, oh, I said a bad word. Oh, I had a drink in front of you, but they respected me enough to, to, to say, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I apologize. And, 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 you know, I told, I just tell them like, you know what? No, ain't no judgment. I appreciate their respect, but you know, that's not, I'm not going to sit here and bash you for that, but you will get people to say, oh, you can't do that. You know, it's like, look, man, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. At the end of the day, my goal is I want you to live your life to the fullest. I want you to live your life to the fullest of what God has for it and to know and to be able to do that. 
you've got you you have to have that relationship i I am a firm believer that if you are truly in a relationship with christ your life will change your life will change and he will guide you to you know a man and woman of god that you're supposed to be around that you're supposed to be up under because there is a there is covering and accountability that that you have to have while you're here on this earth and god will lead you to those people and it's not about how much money that they have or you know what they can do for you or how much money you have and, and don't have it's not about your wardrobe you know it's not about that because there's a lot of people in the church right now who thankfully have been able to mature and grow and develop over the years but they're not going to tell you some of them won't they won't be honest about it some of them uh you know, will, but some of them won't. They won't tell you that they used to come from the club out partying all day, all night Saturday and come to church the next morning, you know, still with they with they, um, the their club clothes on. So they won't tell you that. They won't tell you certain aspects to make themselves look bad, but that's part of their testimony and that's part of the testimony. That, but that's what people need to see, the realism. Everybody is not perfect. And if we keep with the if we keep with that narrative that the only way that God is going to accept you is you have to be perfect, then you will never win people to Christ. You will you will force people to shy away from even hearing about Christ. It's not even about the church, just you sharing. God could have put on your spirit like you need, you know, I want you to be the person to talk to this to to I want you to be the person who may bring somebody to Christ or bring this specific person to Christ. But if you can't even be real and honest, then, you know, you're missing the opportunity. And we've all missed it. I can say I missed the mark several times and I continuously miss it. And sometimes it's just about judgment. You know, I, I would hear Christ, God say, you know what, talk to this person. And I'm like, man, they ain't going to listen. I'm failing the assignment. Sometimes, you know, they waiting for you. They're like, man, you... I've been hearing you talk about, you know, how good God is. And I see I see it on your life. You know, you ain't pulled me aside and talk to me. Never assume you never you, you really don't know. And that person, you could be the one that that saves their lives. You could be the person who could pray for them, lead them to Christ. You know, and sometimes it can be the next day that that later that night, something could happen to them, a tragedy. But because you led them to Christ at that moment and they accepted Christ in their lives, you could at least rest knowing that you, first of all, did the assignment, but you got that person saved. And it don't take that much. But again, it just goes back to. Stop worrying about. Being perfected. Or being perfect before you come in. God is going to do the perfecting as he as he as you live and you continue to build with him. He's going to he's going to perfect you. He's going to keep her and you're going to fall. We gonna when we do. We fail. And then we keep coming back to him. You know, I liken it. I remember um, you know, I liken this whole thing to an illustration. I remember hearing in church one time and I can't remember where it was, but it was. It was somebody saying that we really we we wrestle with God and God is wrestling with us all the time. And, and what happens in wrestling matches and or, you know, 
yeah, I guess you can say wrestling matches. Um, there's always that moment of somebody is is being the aggressor and uh, somebody is always pushing away, but you always have aggressors and the aggressor can change from time to time. But, you know, it's a constant you're grappling, you're always pulling and grabbing and, and you're not pushing away. Most times you're pulling and grabbing because the goal is to try to get that person pinned down. And see, as long as God continues to wrestle with us, we have an opportunity. But you don't what you don't want to have happen is for God to stop wrestling. And the guy forgot to just get quiet and forgot to to stop trying to grab at us, pull us up, pull us over here, you know, get us in the right spot. That's what we don't want to have happen. So it's important. It's very important to remember, like, don't stop. God is going to feel you. Sometimes, you know, you may not even want to. You just want to say, I give up. I'm done. You know, ain't no help for me. And I I hear people say that, like, there's always an opportunity. There's always an opportunity for healing. There's always an opportunity for redemption. There's always an opportunity for growth. We have to always know that, again, there's no there's no person on this earth that if that will come to God and God will reject them if they truly wholeheartedly are coming to him wanting to change. That's where that's where it starts. If you take it in your heart and you get in your heart that you want to change and you give your heart to Christ, you're going to change. People may not see it on the outside. You know, you're going to change just because you change don't mean that, that, you know, people won't stop looking at you a certain way because they know your past. And and at some and really at that point, it, it's your present until you get to the point of of really working to change that. And that is that is the important part. Don't let imperfect people. Try to force their false perfection on you. To and get you out of where God is, is really wanting to get you to. And then there are people out there. I don't care. I don't care how long people. Some people have attended church. I've seen some very evil, wicked ways from people who claim that they love God. And they and again, those are people that most people those are people that a lot of folks who are not in the church and are looking to change. Those are the ones that wind up causing the most hurt because they don't anticipate that or they don't expect that from that type of person. You know, you got to fill out all these forms and you got to you got to go through all these classes and, and you have to be a part of the church and you've got to you know do this and do that. And it's all these things. But instead of just going through the ABCs, first of all, getting the person saved. But some people are more worried about church membership than kingdom membership. And that's why it makes coming as you are difficult. Because if I'm truly pushing the narrative of kingdom, building the kingdom, saving souls, there'll be ebbs and flows with membership numbers. Like right now, a lot of churches are are seeing downpours or downturns in membership. There are some churches who have grown. And and some of that growth is, is because of, again, certain things that are allowed to happen or, you know, the the I would say the perverted come as you are message 
is, you know, allowing people to continue to do things that are totally against the word of God and they disrespect the church and the kingdom. And I'm not going to go into all of that, you know, but I think a lot of us know we've seen it, you know, churches where they allow scandals to continue to happen with their leadership but because they don't want numbers to go down, they keep it quiet. They try to take care of it in the background. And it, it happens. It happens. All It's been happening for decades. It's a new thing. It's just not with the age of technology, social media, you know, things can go viral fast. But I'm not going to go into that. But come as you are is focus on your relationship. Let God, let God perfect you. Let God use you. Open your heart to him. And everything else will fall into place. Your path is your path. And you'll know when God puts somebody in your path that 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 is needed for that that season of your life. You'll know that. I I 100 percent guarantee that you will know that. And you've got to be careful. You've got to guard your heart. And you've got to seek him. And it's as simple as what I'm doing right now. Sometimes it's therapeutic and, I'm, and and you've heard me say I'm all I'm all for, you know, folks going to therapists and working out their things because God gave them the, gave them the skill set for it. But you also can just sit and talk to him. I've had moments where I've had conversations like I'm sitting here having right now talking into this microphone and recording this podcast episode. I've had moments where I'm talking just like I'm talking to you that are listening out there. I'm talking to God just like this. And in those moments, a lot of times I get revelation just to answers that, you know, I forgot I asked a long time ago or, or, you know, a few days later, you know, something will happen that will be a sign like, okay, I got it. And you never know, you never know what's going to happen, but it's about continuing to have that relationship. So, um, I don't want to keep harping on this. I think, you know, I've got the, if you've been listening and really paying attention, you understand, don't focus on being perfect. Don't focus on having to know so much doctrine and don't focus on having to have a look. I gotta, I can't, I can only serve God and worship God if I got a three piece suit. I got to have a certain amount of money. I got to drive a certain car. I got to do this. I got to do that. No, just first, first of all, just focus on focus on him. Focus on opening up your, your heart to him. And, and if you need help with how to do that, then there are people that God will send your way. There are people that's probably already in your life right now. And, and they may be afraid to or they may have come to you before and, and try to to get you saved. But like everything else, until we are ready as individuals, it, it won't matter until we make up in our mind. This is what we want to do. It won't happen. You know, I, I talked about, you know, weight loss and, and, and better health earlier. You know, people can tell you how concerned they are. People can show you pictures and and 
you know, your clothes getting, you got to buy bigger clothes and all these other things are happening. But until you make up your mind to do it, it, it won't matter what anybody says. It won't matter what picture. It, it won't matter. People can talk about you. You know, some people just laugh it off and it bothers you. But until you make up your mind to to, to get yourself right, it, you know, it, it won't matter because they can't force you. Now, I'll share this and then we'll, we'll close out, you know, for myself over the past since since July, I made a pat with myself on July 5th. And I remember the day I was going to start July 5th. Um, why July 5th? Because 4th of July I was eating like crazy. But I made a I made a conscious effort. I said, OK, starting July 5th and it was a Tuesday. I said, I'm going I want to lose 30 pounds by my birthday. My birthday is August 6th, so it would have been almost exactly 30 days, a little bit more. But that was my goal. Now, when I got to my birthday, I had lost, I think, maybe maybe 15 pounds at that point. Now, I could have gave up, but I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep pushing because I believe I made up in my mind. I said my goal is to get to this weight. Now, here we are. This is November 3rd. And, you know, I've lost 30 pounds. I didn't do it by my birthday, but I lost 30 pounds. And I've gotten the lowest weight that I've ever gotten probably since I was in college at one point. And I'm still it's still a process. I'm still going. How did I you know, I said I wasn't going to eat sweets and I, I had some times where I did. I said I wasn't going to do this, but there were some times where, I, you know, I did those things and I got off track I picked up weight because I decided I wanted to splurge and do things and I had to had to lock in I constantly failed and I got back up it's the same thing with with your relationship with Christ this isn't this isn't one of those messages that's just going to say well grace you can live off of grace forever and grace is going to at some point you do have to mature we have to mature just like I had to at some point I had to take accountability for where I am and I can't blame it on anybody else. I got big, you know, and, and I've lost all this weight and now my family is, is coming out and they're, they're feeling more confident and tell me like, yeah, I'm glad you did that. Cause you were starting to really, you were looking big, you know, um, I, I had to, I'm buying all new clothes. I mean, I've, I've gone through a pretty big physical transformation. I feel so much better, but it wasn't until I made up in my mind to do it. My wife could have came to me and said, you know, I really want you to do it. And, and I, you know, I would have because I love her, I would have done it. And she and she she did say, you know, I want you to be healthy. I want you to be around, you know. And I was like, OK, I got to I got to do it. But until I made up the mind, my mind to do it for myself, that's when I really started to lock in. And it's not that I didn't respect my wife to, to do it. But I mean, it, it like anything until you want to do it for you, it's really tough to stay committed to the process. And it's the same thing with coming to Christ. When you realize that this is what you want, because anybody, I had a relative that, that told me when I was 15 that they was like, I, I want you to be saved. I can't make, they said, I can't make, I can't force you to be saved, but I want you to be saved. You're a good person, but I want you to be saved because I want you to be with Christ when you when you leave this earth. I was like, yeah, I'm saved. I believe in Christ. 
I didn't understand it at the time fully, but now, you know, I, I obviously now that I've been able to to be blessed enough to mature to this age, you know, from 15 now here I am 44, you know, I can say that I get that. I understand where she was coming from, understand where she was coming from, because she she loved me enough to tell me that's what she desired for me. And, you know, I had to. But until I made up in my mind, obviously, you know, you've got to walk. That's why they do the, the you know, and, and when you're in church, that's why they do the, the altar call. And, you know, you walk up there and you put yourself out there in front of people. And for some people that, that that's tough. You know, they are embarrassed. And, and that, again, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you feel like if you feel led to do it. But it doesn't take all that to come to Christ. That's just a public. That is a public um, showing of your of your that you're ready to start your walk. And there's a there's place there's a place for that. But you don't have to wait to then. You can do it right now. So, again, I I, I want to go ahead and wrap up now. But I thank everybody for, again, listening in. Um, I, I'm excited. I know that there's a lot going on in the world. You know, a lot of things where people are, you know, the economy, the stock market, housing market, you know, all these things are going on. And for some people, it feels like doom and gloom. We're losing so many of our young people, old people to different things, entertainers, athletes, everyday people, you know, innocent bystanders, you know, where people are, are dying all around for various reasons. And so I do this podcast because I don't want to focus on that. I don't want to focus on death. I don't want to focus on struggle. I want to focus on life, living, not surviving, not, you know, I want to focus on living life to the fullest because that's what we're supposed to do as kingdom heirs. We're, we're supposed to live our life to the fullest. And if we don't get ourselves to a place where, one, we realize that to live our life to the fullest, we've got to walk in purpose. And we get that purpose from our relationship with Christ. And when we establish that relationship and we devote our life and we give our life to Christ, we become his children. And he starts to work in us. He starts to move in. And, and you don't even realize that God does it even before you do that. That's just really for you to get yourself ready and start accepting him. He's already there. God has already accepted you. God is already, you know, he's just waiting for you to make up in your mind because he's a God of choice. But once you do that, you'll see so many things start to happen. You'll see people come and go. Some people that you thought you would never see leave you. They may leave you during that season because there is going to be changes that happen. But at the end of the day, you will be the person that God intends you to intends for you to be. And that's a kingdom heir. So remember, as all as I always say, you know, as we close out, you are a kingdom heir. And as a kingdom heir, you were created and designed to flow and as flowing everything that Christ has for you as purpose and plan for your life. And to do that, you just have to make up in your mind, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Believe that he is the son of God 
and he is this believe that Jesus is the son of God and he and Jesus and God raised him from the dead and then confess that you are that you have sinned and that you are a sinner and you will be forgiven it's ABC is basic you can google that you can google the ABCs of salvation I guarantee you you'll see it there's scriptures attached to it I, I invite everybody to do that if you don't believe or if you haven't given your life to Christ, it is not too late. But don't wait until you think you have everything in order. All your relationships are in order because you're trying to do something that that you couldn't do on your own in the beginning. That's why you need God for this. And he's waiting to help you. He's just waiting for you to invite him in. So invite him in um, and just allow him to use you. You hear people say, let go, let, let God come as you are with an open mind and open heart and let go and let God. So I love y'all. Um, I, I'm looking forward to uh, picking things back up as we round out this calendar year. I've got some exciting things that will be coming out. So stay tuned, not only for this, uh, but my wife and I are getting ready to start back or start our new uh, Marriage Transparency Diary podcast. So you'll hear some more information about that in the coming weeks. Uh, but we're just excited about, you know, change. I, I'm, I'm all about uplifting. Uh, that's where I feel like, you know, I want to make sure that I continue to get back on it. God arrested me about this podcast because the original purpose of it was to put put stuff to help uplift people to continue to spread a message of, of love and life. You know, I think everything is so complicated. Everything is so uh, scrutinized and, and it's just getting to a place of saying, look, I'm encouraging you. I want to continue to encourage you, you all to live the best life possible. This podcast focuses on so many other things, you know, as we do the marriage transparency diary podcast, again, it's going to be about uplifting, not just marriages, but families you know, helping people to live the best in their relationships and everything around that. You know, again, we're not perfect, but we are we're going to be open, honest and share. And we're going to have other people being, you know, being a part of this process. Other couples, other people who've been divorced, widowers, um, just different relationships and, and different things that involve marriage and the family. Because it's important that that is a, a key, key relationship in the kingdom of God. So again, I love you all. I pray that this episode touches and reaches everybody that it's intended to reach. And until next time, we'll see you again. Flow on.